Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Big Black Bear podcast. Um, now, I'm I'm here uh, not with an expert or anyone like that, but I'm here with somebody I class uh, as a very dear friend who I don't know how long ago it was, maybe a couple of years ago. Is it longer than that? Shorter than that? I didn't even know who this lady was. <laughs> But because of another podcast called A Cup of Tea in a Chat, and I will, I have to explain this before we start. The fans of this particular podcast are called Tea Baggers, okay, ladies and gentlemen? So if you come, not that you're going to come into this podcast halfway through when we're talking about being tea baggers, that's the reason. The fans of A Cup of Tea in a Chat with Ali and Bean are called Tea Baggers. Uh, this lady that you can see here, or that you will be hearing in a second, is one of the prominent members of the teabagging community <laughs> and it doesn't matter how you try and say that it always sounds bad but ladies and gentlemen robin is here so hello robin how are you hello. my friend hello hello i do want to also preface this by saying we are not teabaggers by choice no no <laughs> that was no. not our that moniker That's... was hoisted onto us wasn't it yeah and so i like to say tb like ever i remember like putting it on a social media or anything i'm like oh the tb apostrophe s because you know or if I'm mailing a card, I'll put yes. TV instead of teabagger Bravo. Because mm, the trouble is, you, the mail somebody that doesn't know, you've always got to explain it. And it's, exactly. an, it's a five, ten minute conversation then of explaining. I remember yeah. talking about the podcast to my to my mum and dad. And just, exactly. just, just dropping it and saying, oh, well, the teabaggers. And like, A, when my mum sort of looked shocked, I thought, hang on a minute. Mm -hmm. How do you know what a teabagger is? Was the first thing uh, right? I thought. That's number one. That's question number one. And then question number two is then she's wondering why I'm being involved with that whole yeah. thing. So, yeah, you know, but there you go. So how are you? How, how have I, you been doing? I'm okay. Um, it's another day. Um, it's the month of November. It is. Uh, and in about two weeks time will be the one year anniversary. Will it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, of um, uh, um, Jessica Patton. Yeah. See, now, I, this is the double edged sword with this podcast, is because I've always said to people about, like, we want to talk about things and be honest and stuff like that. But yeah. I found in, in this is episode four, yep. and three of the podcasts have been with people that I know and people that. I either a like or love, okay, mm -hmm. and I keep making people cry. <laughs> I don't like it. Let, let me tell you this: every episode that I've heard, I have cried. Yeah. So it's. I think that's just being honest. Though I mean, that I think you're you right. Know, um, it it'd be a lie. Like if I just had my happy mask, like you've said on every podcast. Um, but there is a. It's it's not reality, right? So like when i heard uh i don't I, is it sarah sarah the comedian what's Paris. her name Paris. okay yeah. um when i that totally resonated with me because she was saying how she just feels so alone and after her dad passed she didn't have anybody and she mm. doesn't have any she doesn't have that person that knows in and out everything about her or vice versa right so that just hit me like a ton of bricks because i don't know either I mean, yeah it sucks yeah 
I the th- the thing is, and I said this about um, uh, with Giles, who is the episode that will be coming oh, out okay. um, next Tuesday, uh-huh. and um, he's he he lost his mum when he was very young, and lost his, mm-hmm. his dad as well, and and I've still got my parents, and I'm you know, and they and they had me when they were young, so they're okay. relatively they're relatively young. Yep. But as with everybody, you know, in, in the end, everybody is going to leave us and it's right. how, you, how you deal with it and the thing is i'm i'm yeah. emotionally unstable at the best of times about silly things yeah so i'm kind of trying to work out how i'm going to a react and how i'm going to be deal with that when that comes because i don't i don't know there's nothing that can prepare you for it nothing right. i mean you can sit there and say okay well i'm, I'm gonna prep it and I'm going to, you know, get everything in order and your parents can have everything in order. It still doesn't, I still haven't taken her off my phone. No. I can't. No. But then is there, is there, there's nothing wrong with that, is there? I don't think. No, it just, it makes oh it more God, of a reality. Oh my God, we're five minutes, we're five minutes in, Robin. <laughs> I know, I know. It, I'm so sorry. No, it's I'm not so you. Sorry. I mean, that's, that's, that's life though, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, is that a way for you to deal with it, though? Is that a way for you to deal with it by by not taking her number off your phone? I don't know. I don't know why I haven't done it. I think if I do it, it's the finality of it. Right. Does that make sense? So yes, like, absolutely. Yeah. Have you lost anybody close to you? I mean, like I mean, <laughs> grandparents or I mean, grandparents. Uh, I mean, my my dad's mum. Um, okay. But she'd been she'd been ill ill for a while, um. So, okay, it is weird so with the fact. That, yeah, we kind of knew okay. that it was coming, and it was a shock when it, it when we got the call to say that it finally happened. But okay. all I can remember feeling with that was just like numb. I didn't feel. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know that when yeah. we had our we ha- had to put our, our dog down back yeah. in uh, April. Yep that's the nearest i think i felt to feeling absolutely devastated but then i've always yeah. got a constant fear of something bad is going to happen to members of the family yeah so that and, is something but that's not real that's not a real thing because that's just a fear right. in my head that's not a tangible thing like you're going through where something has happened and you have to deal yeah. with it i think i've had like unfortunately i've had a lot of loss in my life but this was like and I'm going to sound so insensitive when I say this, but like grandparents and aunts and uncles and, you know, older people. Right. So you, you kind of know that that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. She was 35. Like that was like, she, she had been doing really well too. That was another thing that was like, she had gotten really sick and then she got a transplant and then she was doing, she was doing amazing. Like her doctors were, at how well she was doing and then all of a sudden it just it spiraled i mean it we don't even know what happened she got sepsis and then just she got better and then she just was gone and so it was like how do you even like wrap your head around that yeah and so i mean i think somebody younger is it's definitely well for me it definitely hit me harder than i mean don't get me wrong i love my grandparents and i i miss them tremendously but it was also like, okay, they were way older and we knew that they were sick. They had breast cancer. They had lung cancer. They had all these issues. So I think, and again, nothing can prepare you for that. I mean, 
it still hurt, but it was just, I think this one's just so fresh and so, I don't know. She was my person. Mm. So, I mean, mm. she knew everything. I mean, nothing was off limits. So no. it just makes it tough. So, um, and I think listening to her and then listening to just other people, I was lucky enough to have that while I had it for 18 years where some other people don't even get that. So I'm trying to look at the bright side, but I'm also like, but I'm still selfish and I still want her here. So it's like, ah, it's, it's hard. So, you know, but then just, you, you have to put in, into the thought you've got that in your head and then it's just everyday shit that you've got to deal with as well. Yeah. yeah you know, on that. <laughs> but that's what I mean. It's like, it's the, it's the, I mean, this whole, I've, I've had this couple of weeks of, of, of feeling like like depression i've had a bit of depression but then in the middle of that having like kidney stones and it was weird how mm-hmm. when i had the kidney stones i never once thought of the depression, the depression right because just, you have a physical pain yeah because there right. was there, there was nothing there was nothing to dwell on because all i could feel was, yeah. this, was this pain this internal but physical pain not uh, emotional pain Right, but but it was weird how I had one day a couple of days ago where I mm-hmm. actually it subsided quite a bit. Oh, okay. So I thought I'm going to listen to some music. I listened to two Taylor Swift songs, <laughs> and you were and done I was in for absolute flood of tears. And I yeah. was I was sat on my kitchen floor just crying my eyes out. And it yeah. was weird. It's like it's that balance of okay. So what would I rather have? Would I rather have this emotional pain that is hurting like my brain? Or right. this physical pain, which I can't, I can't do anything about. Yeah, what I know, and we've talked on and off the podcast. Um, so I know you've been having. The, are those subsiding your kidney stones? Or well, I, 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 not to get too graphic, but I did. I yeah. passed. I passed something. Okay. I've been. I've been weeing into a sieve for the last week. Yep. Yep, and uh, I, did, I did pass something. Uh, I, I, okay. I, I'm supposed to have had, oh, I've got a four millimeter stone in my right kidney. Right. Yep. What I passed, Wait. there was no way four millimeters. It was. But it was could a, it have broken down? It could have possibly. It could have possibly yeah. broken down. So I'm kind of okay. hoping that that's like the the worst of it over. I'm not feeling touch wood. I'm not feeling yeah. too bad today. Um, I've had to make sure I'm just drinking loads and obviously all of that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. But so, it, I, like, well, with that, like your depression, right? Have you've never been able? Do you know what is causing it? Because you you've said like you had a happy childhood. You've had um, you have a great relationship. You've got great kids. You've got great grandkids. Like there's nothing. I don't want to say there's nothing, but you haven't figured out what that. No, I I I know that the, a lot of it I think is when things are going well is when it, mm-hmm. when the big black bear tends to come and visit. I think it's almost that feeling of things are going too well, so something bad is going to happen. Have and then you ever my... had long stretches of things that bad are happening? And I'm not, listen, I'm not a psychiatrist or anything. No, no, no. I, it's, 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 it's a good question because what tends to happen with me is it will mm-hmm. be, it'll be like during those those bouts of depression, Two or mm-hmm. three things will happen all around, and it'll be sometimes it'll be silly things like something bad will go wrong with a car, so you've yep. got to pay pay some money. But then something else will happen. It'll always be, and I've said it before, there'll always be layers. It'll be two or three yep. things that will yep. all happen at the same time. Yep. Now I don't know if that's happening 
because I'm feeling depressed or it's because I'm depressed, those things are happening. I don't know which way around it is. It, well, could it also be that because one thing has happened and now this is another thing on top of it, that it just, it magnifies it. It's kind of like that uh, domino effect or it's just because it's it's just their last straw, right? Like, I think there's you're only absolutely so much right. you can, there's only so much you can handle. And then yeah. the car happens and you're like, well, I mean, yeah. what else is going to go wrong? Yeah, <laughs> and I, I, I think it also, it for me, especially this bike, it's no coincidence mm -hmm. that like the the walking and the exercising that I've done for the last five hundred odd days mm -hmm. has definitely, I've I've not been on top of that for the last say hundred days as much as I want to, and the healthy mm -hmm. eating, so mm -hmm. all of that kind of stuff. All I'm so I'm feeling crap because of that. I'm feeling crap because I'm not getting the good enough exercise. And mm -hmm. all of that then manifests itself, I think, into the kidney stones. And it's all it's yeah. all a mishmash of all the same the same thing. But it's like I was talking to Neil, uh, who I do mm -hmm. the, the top ten podcast with earlier on. The other thing I find is like it's very hard to talk to somebody about it. And I'm even with talking with, with you, Robin, I find it mm -hmm. hard because mm -hmm. like Neil hasn't worked since December because he broke his right. kneecap. Yep. You've physically lost someone that you love okay mm -hmm. so i feel like such a pussy in saying mm -hmm. well i've had a couple of bad weeks no i've had a kidney stone mm -hmm. and i'm complaining no. about that because it's affecting my brain but other right. people are going through so much worse so much worse uh, i know what you're saying Break I've, that I've one been down. There. <laughs> well i've been there because you don't and it's it's mm. It, you might not know, okay, so physically I've lost someone. Neil physically hasn't worked in months. But there could be other things that are going on. Like there's plenty of other things that I don't discuss or talk about. Not because I don't, I'm ashamed of it or anything like that. No, it's just no. like, I don't want to be looked at. And I don't really give a shit what anybody thinks about me. But I also don't want it to be like, oh, she's just complaining about having to pay for her car getting fixed or whatever the case is, right? So I think people hold like they don't want to say anything because it does look like that, but you never know what other people are. It's kind of like that. Uh, don't judge a book by its cover because you don't know or don't know what's happening behind closed doors. Yeah. So you may think, oh, I've I've had a bad couple of weeks, but in in all reality, I could have had a bad couple of weeks just because of whatever. And like mm. I physically or personally, I've started seeing a therapist for just my own good wishes or yeah, i don't know peace but, of mind like, and yeah, yeah just to kind of help me go through things and partially i think part of it is to deal with jessica um but also just like other things like with dan and i we've also started seeing as a couples counselor so there's nothing wrong with it and i never i know why you feel like you you feel like a pussy for you know going through your issues but if you don't talk about it it's never going to get better i no, think i completely and, agree and it doesn't it, you should be open like you should be able to have somebody that you can talk to whether it's me neil uh your wife your grandson whoever it's going to be so you can at least talk those things through because i think if you don't then you're just bottling it up and then it just adds more right so now it's just another layer that okay so now your car is broken and then uh this happened and then the kidney stones and then the walking and then this and then something small is going to happen. Customer service is going to take five hours to get back to you. And that's just going to throw you off and you're just going to lose your shit. Right. Yeah, so yeah. 
I think it's definitely, it's, you're not alone in that. And I feel like there's so many people who don't want to say anything because there's always somebody else that has it worse. And, but you're entitled to the feelings that you have. I think that's the difference. Like, and I, not to put it back on me, but like, I, you know, my medical issues that I've been dealing with. And I actually just, just this morning, I, I was talking to my dad and I said, I'm tired of being sick. I'm mm. tired of literally every, every doctor that I go to, oh, this is wrong. Oh, this is wrong. And it's like, I'm just physically tired. Like I, it gets to be a lot. And I try not to say anything about, you know, cause like, oh, okay, you just had another surgery. It's not that big of a deal. You wanted that surgery. I wanted it, but I also, I've also had nine prior to that. Like, I also don't want to be in any pain anymore. And it's mm. like, I try not to get down about it, but then, cause in my head, I'm like, somebody else has it worse. Somebody else is going through their third round of chemo. Somebody else is going through whatever it is that they're going through. And somebody had told me, you know, that's fine that they're going through that, but you have the right to be upset about what you're going through because what you're going through also nobody else has, has to go through. So, you know, I think everybody's entitled to their own feelings about whatever it is that they're going through, whether it's a small bout of depression or, and I do air quotes in that for those of you that are not watching. <laughs> um, and it, it, to you, that might seem like a small thing, but internally it's big. It's bigger than what you think it is. So I, I definitely, I'm glad that you put this podcast together because it does get you to at least talk about things and like maybe hear about it from a different person's perspective. Um, and it was interesting listening to um, Laws, how she said, like, I just, I'm fine being home and in with my kid and with my husband. And that's a perfectly fine day to me. And I think a lot more people are like that more than they lead on to be. I think they're a lot happier being home in their own little bubble and they have to put on this like show. Okay. Yeah. I want to be out all the time. And it's like, but I really don't want to be. <laughs> and, I mean, that's the thing is the, the thing is that again, I'm, I am, I'm sure if I went to a therapist and I am thinking about, about maybe doing that, but the one, one of my main flaws is that I am constantly trying to get into other people's heads thinking what they're thinking you know what i mean so and, and also second guessing like so if you message somebody and they don't message you back straight away you straight i straight away think well I, i've pissed them off somehow what have i done and it's not and and, and i and it, it almost feels like it's narcissistic because it's almost it's all about me so, right. so what have I, I've done something to those people so they don't mm -hmm. like me anymore. Where it's not, where it's like you said, someone maybe is just going through a bad day like you're having. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they may have not picked their phone up or they may be actually going through some shit that they, you know, need to sort out before they come and talk to you again. So there's a, yeah, there's a, a fine line between it being, I'm what's wrong with me is in my head. So I'm the only one living mm -hmm. it. So that's where right. it is to me. But other people that I'm trying to reach out to or even just genuinely chatting to, mm -hmm. they've got their own shit to deal with. Mm -hmm. Well, it was interesting. I don't remember whose episode it was, but you were saying that you were always wondering about if you go out, let's say you go out to the bar or the library, wherever, the grocery store, you're always wondering, that person just looked at me, what are they thinking? What are they talking yeah. about? What are they? And I, it was interesting. I wonder what makes, what is triggering that internally for you? Like, what makes you think like, A, that they're talking about you? Not that they're not, but I mean, I don't know. But um, 
what well, I wonder what that is internally for you. Like, has it always been like that, or just recently, or like the last couple See, years? I, or? I honestly, I mean, as far as I can remember, really. But I, but I, but I honestly, I honestly, I mean, I'm sure. Again, a therapist would dig right deep down, and it would be, yeah, it would be something to do with, you know. And again, I've always said, like, I, I, I there's no, I, I, there is no trauma in my life. Mm-hmm. That, I, that I can think of. Do you know what I mean? Well, I was going to say maybe that you don't think is trauma, but maybe that it is. Yeah, but if you if you if I talk to people, or if if I hear about people and they say, "Oh well, in my childhood this happened," or "I had that happening," I think mm-hmm. well, I, had, I had none of that. Okay, we weren't mega rich, but we would go on holiday. We wouldn't go abroad, but we would, you know, like I talked mm-hmm. to my wife about it, and the and my wife's upbringing to my upbringing, mm-hmm. I was so lucky to have the upbringing mm-hmm. that I had. I had two parents that loved me. I mean, we're not saying that I could, like I say, I couldn't have everything I wanted, but right. at Christmas and birthdays, we had presents. Yeah. There are people that I know that didn't have that. Yeah, you know? no, for sure. So I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, like I say, if I went to a therapist, they could really <laughs> muscle down and go, well, look, there's this little chink here that, that actually, <laughs> let's let's talk about that a little bit. Let's go down that route. It's the you gold know, mine, right? Well, <laughs> They're going to find it. It absolutely well, is. For for one person, what one person's perfect childhood would be another yeah. person's. Hang on a minute. There's there's some flags there. I mean that that bit there. You should be yeah. talking about that. You know. I mean, I've always huh. had I've always had issues with my weight. So mm-hmm. I, I've always I've always wanted to be. I, I never had a fight. I've never had a fight in my life. Right? I've Neither never had I. a. I've never had a fight in my life. When I was a kid, if I used to get bullied, I would make them laugh to leave me alone. So that's what I was going to ask you. Do you have you ever been bullied? Because that could be maybe you said that you had this great upbringing, but maybe the bullying issue. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say that it was a, a a massive problem, and I don't know. Looking back on it now, mm-hmm. could it have been that I preempted bullying? by trying to be friends with everybody, by uh, trying to be the class. I was always the class clown. So yep. every school report would be, he could do better if only he sort of like applied himself in class mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. stopped trying to make everybody laugh. And stop so, talking all the time. And, and stop talking all the time. Yeah, and I would be yep. the person so that if there was ever anybody that was going to get told off, not for being rude or anything, I was, I always, I, even my mum would say that, that we were always, my, me and my brother were always very, very polite to people. You know, if mm-hmm. we stayed at some a friend's house or whatever. Yeah. But in, in school, I would always be the person. So maybe preempting, maybe people wouldn't bu- bu- bully me. But because I was a bigger mm. kid, I yep. always thought, ah, oh, they're going to bully me. So I'm going to make them laugh. So they're like yeah. my mates instead. Yeah. Look, there maybe. you go, Robin. You might have found that chink there, you know, that there little chink. I'll send you the bill. <laughs> <laughs> Forget sending it to Cheryl. You're going to send it to me. Oh, my God. It's going to cost me a fortune, this podcast. <laughs> You're going to have to get some sponsors. You're going to have to. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, how does that work in regards to you? So your everyday life, you're, I mean, everybody, I think everybody gets depressed. It just depends on how they how they deal with it. Some people can push it under the yeah. carpet and not worry about it. How do you deal with it day day in, day out? I generally, I try to go walking. And I try right. to at least get, if I can, at least get an hour in just to listen to my podcast, listen to music or just 
be without my dance, be without my dog, be without my husband, because it's just me and it's just it's for me, right? It's not necessarily yeah. to be I mean, to be healthy, that's that's always a bonus, right? But um I think just walking, but that also has a double-edged sword, right? Because then I start, you know, a song will trigger me and then I'm just crying around the track and then, you know, and it's like, but it's also, I've started going to therapy and I don't know that it's necessary. I mean, it's not going to fix me right away. Like nothing's going to take away the pain, but mm, have you heard of the grief ball? No, I haven't. Should I ding that? (laughs) No, it's the grief ball and it's, (laughs) no, it's a, it's basically it's it's a it's a box right and it's a ball that just bounces in in the box and with grief the big when it first starts when something first happens the ball is very big right so the ball doesn't really have far to go but once you start it starts lessening and not that the hurt's ever going to go away but it gets smaller and it gets it bounces around more and so it just it was it's an interesting way to to think about it but I think just talking about it, um, it definitely helps. I mean, I'm not, I'm not cured. It's not going to ever go away. Um, just finding different ways to go about it. Um, I, me personally, my husband's not very emotionally, I don't want to say available because he'll let me cry on his shoulder all the time, but he's not good with his emotions. So I feel kind of, um, I feel weird if I come home after a walk and I'm like, oh, you froze. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> um, so it, I mean, I come home and I'm like, okay, I better get all my tears out while I'm out, you know, in the car or whatever first right. before getting home. And then I had told my therapist that, and she's like, you need to tell your husband that because, you know, he needs to be there for you, whether he's emotionally available or not you need to tell him what you need. So if I'm home and I'm upset about Jessica or X, Y, Z or whatever's happening, um, I need you to just hug me and just don't say anything. And, you know, I came home and I told him that and he's like, I've never stopped you. And I'm like, I know that was me. That was my feeling. So just like you saying it's internally, that's how I, I just kept it inside. And then I was like, I'm not getting it out. I'm not crying enough. I'm not. And it's, there's never going to be a perfect, thing that's going to happen or that's going to stop it or there's never a right answer but um I think definitely talking about it it makes me feel better and that's that's kind of how I deal with things and I I definitely have my dog my dog's my therapy too just because he's just adorable and Mm. he's kind of a pain in the ass sometimes but he's he's also you know he's he's the one that I cry to when I'm just sad and I don't think there's any one size fits all for depression at all like sometimes you just have your days and sometimes i do kind of stay stay off social media though so um you our mutual friend anna i mean i used to talk to her i would say almost every day and i just had to i had to step back not necessarily because of any reason in particular but i do feel like a lot of people are on social media constantly all the time and you only put your best things on social media, right? So social media is filled with unrealistic expectations. So if I see something on social media and it's all people dolled up and living their full, rich fantasy lives, like that's not reality. Let's be honest. Like there's those Instagram things where it's like, 
Instagram versus reality. And it's like the full dressed up, you know, all together photo versus like the kids just cry, you know, screaming and crying in the background and whatever. And it's like, I wish more people were just true on social media because I think it's definitely, I think it's more damaging than it is good. Mm. Do you, you know not think I mean? that, do you not think that's their escape though? That that's people's especially places like TikTok is where you I, get you get those those two three minute videos of and you you know that those people are smiling for those two or three minutes, and then when they yeah. press stop the record I button, I don't have TikTok. Oh, do you not? I, <laughs> no, and the trouble is, it's like it's like you say, you start looking through social media, and before you know mm -hmm. it, you've spent three hours. And that's the problem. And, and that's that is why the problem. I, I feel like me, for me personally, I can't, I'll go down so many rabbit holes and I'm like, how did I, so if I look at the top 10 of anything podcast, right. And I'm just using that as an example. So if I get to the top 10, um, Taylor Swift song, yeah. just saying, that's a good episode. If you yeah, need that to is a great to episode. We had some fantastic <laughs> guests on that episode. We really I think did. so too. <laughs> <laughs> so if I go down that, right. And then all of a sudden, I'm now on a For You page for Taylor Swift, and then I'm watching Taylor Swift in Mexico City, and then I'm watching a Swifty dictate everything from the show, and like, I'm like, how did I even get here? Exactly. Like, and I'm like, it's three in the morning. I have yeah. to be up in two hours. Like, and I just think for myself personally, I tend to honestly, I read it like right before I go to bed, and I look at the five or five or ten people that I follow that I, you know, like there's a have you heard of Elise Myers? Uh, name, she's uh, a, name rings a bell. She's a, I wouldn't even say a comedian. She's just a normal person and she doesn't do herself up. She literally, her hair is all over the place in all of her videos. Um, and she's very, very relatable. She talks about depression. She talks about her anxiety. She talks about her hyperfixations. And for me, I'm like, that's good for me because yeah. that's, that's just real. I'm not going to go follow kim kardashian and look at her multi-million dollar halloween thing that just came up or something about her halloween decorations because that's not attainable to me that's not something i can relate to elise myers on the other hand she talks about she was crocheting she's learned how to crochet and she's like the other last night on her thing um she was crocheting listening to the new taylor's version 1989 oh right she's okay like, just listening to this not even knowing that you know these are some really depressing song lyrics <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that is relatable like kim yeah. kardashian not I, no. I just can't and so to me i um my time on social media is on people that are going to benefit me and you know like there's a comedian that i follow i'm looking at his thing because his, his whatever lanyard is right here um he's something that that gives me something to look forward to right like he's funny and I'm not going to sit there and get, I can't do it for my, my own mental health. I cannot go down 5,000 rabbit holes that mean absolutely nothing to me. Like you get down those things and it's like, why am I reading about a five-year-old kid in Dallas, Texas that I have, I'm never going to meet. Why do I care about this kid? I like, know, I know. It, and it, he might have a good story, but it's like, I can't spend my time on things that don't matter to me. And that's not going to impact me. And it's not to be selfish, but my dad said something today and both my parents have said this to me. They said, you do way too much. And I'm like, I don't know what I do. I'm home all the time. Like <laughs> I go out once, I go out for an hour at the track. Like what, where, what are you guys seeing that I'm not? Because maybe I'm doing something that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And he said, 
you talk to so many people, you are friends to so many people, and it takes time to communicate with those people. Because, you know, to, to have a conversation, to text someone to, and I'm not a big texter, I like to, talking on the phone. Um, and that's just me. And I know a lot of people are like that, but I'd rather have a a phone conversation because the text, you never know how per- somebody's like meaning what they type, you know what I yeah. mean? So yeah, things um, can be read different ways. For sure. So mm. I, he's like, I know you, you are on the phone and you're talking to these people or you're writing them letters or that takes time. And when he said that, I was like, but I don't think that's a bad thing. I think for me, that's what I need because I live out in the country in the boonies in the middle of nowhere. Right. I don't have friends in, in this area. And I, I haven't been able to meet any because when we moved here, COVID happened and that, that was a whole mess. So it's either the teabagger community or or what right so or it's my friends that i talk to and i have those meaningful conversations but i it's something that means something to me so i'm not going to spend my time on social media if i can rather have a conversation with somebody in person so but then anyway that's, that's that's the beauty of then social media that's the beautiful side of social media is things like yeah the, the teabagger community where you've we've yeah you know, i mean you've been a part of it longer than i have but it's yeah. it's it's an amazing community where 99.9% of everybody is looking out of out for each other. Yeah. And it's a it's a beautiful beautiful thing. Yeah. Because you've only you've only got to put on there that yeah, not feeling myself today. Yep. And then you'll get nothing but messages saying we're thinking about you, we've got yep. you, you know, we've got your back and mm-hmm. it's and again, for me personally, mm-hmm. it's helped massively over the last few weeks. The messages yeah. that I've got from people um yep. the the messages from yourself just every so mm-hmm. often we hey, just checking in making sure you're okay yep. it, it means the world it really does because yeah you can be in that little that that little you can be under that little black cloud and thinking mm-hmm. to yourself well nothing i do ma- makes any difference nothing i say means to anything to anybody Yep. And there's people out there that that will tell you that you you mean something. And the mm-hmm. trouble is, when I say this, it always makes it sound like my my wife is like, you know, doesn't give a shit. I mean, she does. Right. So, you know, it's just that I find it hard to talk to people about it because that it's nothing to do with the people that are there. And I know that if I mm-hmm. wanted to, I could have twenty people straight away mm-hmm. fighting to come and say, "Well, talk to me." Yep. You know. Yep. But um, in my mind, I'm thinking I don't want to waste their time. I don't want to. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste their their day with my shit. Yeah, you know. So it's it's it's. I know it's me. I know it's. I'm the problem. It's not that there isn't. Pro- you're not the problem. No, see? but you know what I mean. I, as in, <laughs> no, I, I'm, I know. The, I'm the barrier, if you like. I'm the I'm the yeah. the thing that's stopping the flowing of of goodwill because I'm thinking I'm not gonna open up to that person, that person, that person. Mm-hmm. Whereas those people are there waiting for me mm-hmm. to come and say, "Oh, can we just chat? Is it okay if we just chat a minute?" Because I don't know about you, um, I'm, and I've said this before, I'm mm-hmm. great at giving advice, mm-hmm. but I would never take the same advice that yep. I give out ever. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what my husband told me, and it it's in a different context, but it's the same message, right? So when I had met Dan. Um, I was in a mental space of not being with anybody. I was violently ill. I mean, throwing up every day. I mean, 17 times a day. It, it was brutal. So 
I was not even in the mindset of like even wanting to entertain the idea of meeting anybody. And when he asked me for my number that night, I was like, why do you want it? (laughs) He said, so I can call you. And when we first went out on our first date, I said, I'm not, I'm not looking for anything. And he said, why? And I said, well, I don't think it's fair to bring somebody down with me. Right. So just like you're saying, I don't think it's fair for me to have to bog people down and it's not their responsibility. It's not, they don't want to hear it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to bring them down and I'll never forget it. He said, well, what you shouldn't make that decision for other people. You shouldn't make it. So Great point. you don't want to bring anybody else down. What if that person wants to be around with you? So they, you're not going through it alone. And mm. he said, you shouldn't make that decision for everybody else. And I was like, holy shit. Oh, okay. And <laughs> here we are 11 years later. So, and I only say that because that's exactly what you're saying. Like if, if somebody, if myself, right, if I call you and say, Hey, if you want to talk, call me. I don't, I don't care what time it is. Call me. That's an open invitation. That's not, and I know it, I know it's hard, right? I know it's hard to actually say, you know, what? I am going to take you up on that. But if, if all the, those 20 people are giving you that open flow, take it, take it when mm-hmm. you need it because they're offering it. They're not going to offer just, there are some people who are just going to say, Oh yeah, yeah. Call me when you need me. And then they're going to be like, Oh, well, I don't really want you to call me. Yeah. Yeah. But you know who those people are. So yeah. I mean, I just, I, I give that piece of advice just because it was very profound to me when he said it. And I was like, oh, all right. Those people that do want to be in my life, they will make the time and the effort and they'll know when I'm down. And they know that when I'm, when I need to pick me up, that they'll call and say, Hey, what's going on? You okay? Let's talk about it. So mm. I just and think that, that like, makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. I know. And I'm, I'm the same way. Like I'll give advice all day long. And then I'm like, mm, you want me to do what I just said? Uh-uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. Not happening. <laughs> it's a, it's, it's a, hard. It's a strange thing though, isn't it? Because I think the mo- the people that are really good advice givers mm-hmm. are just the ones that would never take that advice. Yeah. I don't know what that's all about. It's strange. It's really strange. I, it's, very it's, kind odd. Of the, it's, it's kind of the do as I say, don't do as I do kind of thing, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. And I don't uh, think that your wife, it doesn't make your wife sound like she just doesn't give a shit. Cause my husband's the same way. Yeah. It's just, it's super hard. And like I told you with, when you said that the, those that you, that are close to you, they get the shit end of you. And I think that's because like my therapist said, like, do you feel comfortable enough to, I don't want to say you treat them like shit. Cause I don't think that you do, but they, you're, no, you can be comfortable. A- being yourself and you can be an asshole you can and you know that you're going to get away quote unquote get away with it because they're going to love you no matter what Mm. does that make sense yeah it does it does i mean the thing is that the last couple of weeks well the last three weeks i thought i don't think i've cried as much um Mm -hmm. without even thinking about it as i have over the last three weeks and there's been a couple of times when i've just been talking well one of the 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 prime moments was my wife was baking some cakes and she made Uh me a cake just uh-huh. a little a little cupcake and gave mm-hmm. me it and i just i said thank you and just started crying and she said oh you haven't even tasted it yet and i said no it's not i said it's just a it's a the lovely thought. thing yeah a lovely yeah. thing for you to do and yeah. um and my wife is very good at at comp i've said this in another a previous episode compartmentalizing yeah. her emotions yeah. so she can mm-hmm. get on with the job that she needs to do Whereas yeah. I'm terrible for layering it on and layering it on and not being able oh and i would love to be able to do that because that is one of her strengths is like in, in massive adversity, she's very narrow minded and straight and knows what yeah. to do. 
you know, in a in a crisis. She knows what to yeah. do. She's got a great gut reaction. If something doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. she knows not to go with it. Whereas I'm emotionally driven and like, oh, mm-hmm. that looks good over there. Let's go and do right. that. And then you realize, ah, oh, bollocks, I shouldn't have done that at all. Right. I should have listened to her. <laughs> exactly. God, if I had a pound for every time I said I should have listened oh, to her, I wouldn't, I wouldn't need to work. I just wouldn't need uh, to work. Man. Um, before we sort of finish and, and say goodbye, I'll tell you one thing. This isn't really emotion or, or, or depression, but mm-hmm. whenever I talk to or, or even I think about any of you guys, any of the teabagging mm-hmm. community, I always, I don't know whether it's a, a little England thing to, to think. That's my, right? that's my bell. Sorry. Is that your bell? There we go. It was way <laughs> over there. So I couldn't get to it. I, I couldn't don't get worry. to it fast enough. <laughs> don't worry. Um, I always, I always think whenever I'm seeing any of you guys chatting or I'm chatting to mm. you, I always think that you guys, because you live in America, mm. l- uh, have a glamorous life. <laughs> I always think that. I always think that that you know, oh. they're they're in America, so they're they're probably just sitting by the pool all day, and they're not actually mm. working, and and you know because they're living mm. in America. Nah. I take it it isn't far like from, that, is it? Far, well, I, for myself, I will tell you, I am summer months, I am by my pool. <laughs> but I also work from the pool. I have my Bluetooth speaker and all that. But no, where Anna's, I think, I don't know how much it snowed there, but she's in snow right now. So I did see. Yeah. 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 So I don't, I don't know how much she has, but no, we don't all have this glamorous life. But I mean, over there, aren't you guys always out by the pubs and. <laughs> Yes. Drinking and just having a jolly old time. So <laughs> No, no. I mean to be fair, it's funny you should say that because we were, I was only talking to my, my dad a couple of nights ago and we were just mm-hmm. saying about in the time that we live in now, I think there are only mm-hmm. three three pubs, I think, now. Where they used to be how like big is your town. Um it's I don't know, how would you how would I how would I would measure it? How um, how many or how many population how what is the population in your town? Good question. Um, I'm so big on population. Say, I would probably, I, if you give me five minutes, let me just go out and I'll go and count them all. <laughs> I don't know whether, I mean, 50,000, would that sound about right? Well, I say, so Fayetteville is 200, 250,000. However, that includes the military base, and the military right. base is huge. So, okay. I would say seventy-five thousand, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's quite a big town. We've got a big church. We've got um, there's not that much to do, to be fair. But there's quite a lot of what we call housing estates all around the the the, the town. Um, when I say housing, housing estates, housing estates, it's basically houses in areas. Like is it a. a mm, Oh, uh, not like not housing. like a not not like a gated community. It's not like that kind of thing. It's just. But is it, we, is it a? Do you have H? Do you have HOAs there? I don't know if you do. What's that? Um, homeowners association. So, like, you pay them dues to like uh, do the lawn, or all the houses have to be painted the same color. Uh, and, no, not not okay. not particularly. No, I mean we do have things like. Um, what are called council houses if you like and i'm doing the okay. um so that's yeah, where the, the, the the local council owns the houses so you rent off oh. of them rather than buying houses but things like um like having to have all the colors the same and stuff like that yeah. it's, it's not like that it's basically okay. just different different areas of the of the town um so we live in what's known as the beaches estate 
So that's our mm-hmm. our area, and there's there's loads of different places. I mean, I say, I mean, it's probably I'd say about fifty thousand people that, that live. But it's always getting it's always getting bigger. But it's also we we live in in a part of England where you are like 10, 15 minutes away from a motorway, so you could be in London in an hour, or you could be uh, you could go to the coast within an hour. So you, we're in a nice. Okay area plus we're on yeah. a, in a nice area there's lots of countryside yeah. and it's it, you know so we, we are we're very lucky in that in that sense yeah. um but for kids i mean there's nothing for kids to do around around here it's cow tipping well <laughs> yeah i mean cow tipping yeah we could could, could do that why so much moo why so exactly but you're gonna you're gonna have to you know you're gonna have to save up and and come over so i, I can show you uh, and down the sites you see you know i've always told him i never had any desire to go there i don't really? know why i and he's already gone he went to paris he went to london and right i, I don't know why maybe it's because it's so dreary and gray and rainy and i can't deal with that like that just gets me that right there alone is depressing I was going to say, if if you're coming to England for the weather, you're going to be very, very disappointed. If you come to England uh, or, or Britain for the history, that's a different thing. Because especially if you, you've only got a walk... Oh, I didn't mean to press the bell then. I don't know what's going on. But if uh, even just walking around the streets of London is... is I mean, yeah. I, I've been to London loads of times, but I still right. get fascinated walking around the streets of London because it's just the history... It's just like yeah, and even in our, in our town, we were in the Roman times. We were the second mm-hmm. largest town in the UK in in England. You had London, wow. and then you had Corinium, which is what we were called, Roman wow. Corinium. So there you go, and a little history yeah. lesson history, for you there. Crying, it's everything. <laughs> this this podcast is literally. Oh everything. my goodness, uh, oh Robin, my goodness. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for coming to join me. Of Honestly, course. I um. Of I'm not, I'm not, what's the word? I'm not, um, precious to say, I love you, Robin. Well, I, I love you too, do. And whatever um, you need, I'm, and I'm not, not just me blowing smoke up your hoo-ha. No. <laughs> I'm going to ding <laughs> that one. <laughs> but I mean that, and I I told you months ago, if I know. you ever to call this house or call the phone and Dan gets it in the middle of the night, you are on that list for me to wake up for. So, well, that's bless and your I mean heart. that. So. Absolutely, you are you are a wonderful, lovely person, and uh, uh-huh. and I can't wait. Yes, to I'm see so you. Excited. I'm so excited. In, it's gonna. I, I'm literally. I don't know whether I will uh, laugh or cry. I will probably cry. I I'm genuinely, probably gonna cry. Yeah, so yeah. It's, um, it's gonna be good. We've only got a few time. months to wait, so uh, uh, I'm I sure. We'll, I'm sure we could, we could do a big black bear live. Couldn't we? With just the two that of us in the be, same room. There you go. And Anna's going to be there. Lisa's Anna's going to oh, be there. It's gonna be Brandon. Uh, there's so it's going to be so much fun. It's going to yeah. be so much fun. I can't uh, wait. I can't wait but, as well. Um, right, I need to write, read all these. So if you want to get in touch, please email bigblackbearpod at gmail dot com. We're on all the podcast thing is Apple, Amazon, YouTube, <laughs> good pods, and then come and find us on Facebook X, formerly known as Twitter instagram um and also if you enjoy the podcast but you need some urgent help then please call the samaritans in the uk it's 116123 and in the us it's 1-800-273-TALK that's 273-8255 and come and listen to the other podcasts as well the top 10 of anything 
or if you want to add on to that in the US, it's also 988 now is a number. Oh, is it? Well, so yes. just 988 on its own. Yeah. So it's like a 911, but it's 988, and that's the suicide hotline number. 988. So. Thank you very much for yeah. that, Robin. Of course. Um, again, thank you, Robin. Bless your heart. You have a lovely, lovely day. And uh, we'll you have a you. good evening. Thank you. Hopefully, you get some sleep. Time for bed. <laughs> okay. Thank you very much, everyone. Bye bye, friends. Oh, my God.